You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Hall. Here along with Dan Shifo to bring Yo. you another great episode. Yeah. And Amanda's lurking, so you may <laughs> see her here. She's lurking around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's waving to the Facebook Live crew. I Thank know you, you can't guys. see her if you're listening to it, but <laughs> if you're watching on, on Facebook Live, she's waving. If you're listening, just take our, yeah. take our word for it. Well, we're sitting here with a very special guest, a fellow freelancer who's doing some great things with media. Well, he has his own. Yeah, I, I, I just think with with Fred, um, it's uh, a, a longtime friend of mine, uh, Fred Finley. Um, we went we went to elementary school together. Um, oh, another for, one of these. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. First grade. Oh, you should see with some old pictures. Yeah. <laughs> played like, soccer dude. together. Soccer pictures. We played. Yeah, um, yeah. We we. It's first that. grade. And uh, but yeah, I've so I've known Fred forever. So what positions did you play on? I was usually a forward. And I was defense because I was yeah. the short, fat, slow kid. So. <laughs> no. Um, uh, but yeah, Fred and I go way back, and um, I'm just so excited for Fred. Fred owns uh, Fine Line Weddings, um, and it's a, a wedding. Ser- it's not only a wedding service, but they do everything. Um, and they've been voted multiple times um, number one in Pittsburgh. Um, you That's know, awesome. n- number two several years. Well, great, then, man! Was Congratulations. It pa- was it this past year you were number one? Yeah, in this, this first. Well, this was. There's different. There's a couple different things. Yeah, sure. You're talking about the Trib Awards, that's, probably. That's, right. that's the one I thought and, about. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was a, like a goal of ours. We kept getting second place, like right, year after right. year. Like we finally, yeah, we finally cracked uh, that that first place this year, which was right. was it big for, for us. Was it second place to the same company? I'm I curious. Or was it different ones? Like you know what? Yeah, I, know I think it was. was. I think it? I think impressions was always getting number one oh, I yeah. because I mean they, they do the so much uh-huh. advertising, sure. and it comes down to like you know uh, what name is most memorable or known when you right. you know I mean we have a billboard, but you know right. they've had a billboard longer and it's bigger and and things like that, and uh, well, they've I mean, just been in the we game were, longer. So when we were in school, they were taking yeah. senior. So pictures. for us, it was yeah. kind of getting over the hump. Like yeah. what what point will we like? Yeah, you know, will people think you know? Uh, our our name just as much as they think sure. of impressions. So that, that was the cool thing. What happened? This it became year, yeah. a. Uh, oh, but, that was just this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I think, awesome. Well, I think with Fred and his business, fine line is it fine line weddings or fine like I like yeah. I, fine well, line you know weddings, what? Well, even, you have so much well, in the you, business. You, yeah. you said you wanted to hear a little bit of the story, and I don't want to bore people with my <laughs> story. But I, you know, I will. I can when I get into the little bit of the story, I'll clean that up too oh, that's because okay. it didn't start as a wedding business, yeah. and and uh, so that's why the fine line name. We even a lot of times we just say where fine you, line because we do so many different na- things. Well, not only yeah. that, but yeah, you do you do weddings, you do mm-hmm. videography, you do DJ services, you do teas. Yeah, I mean our primary I mean, thing we do primarily is weddings. Right, Nine, at right. this point, ninety percent of our business we're a wedding business. Sure, sure. You know, so we do the weddings, and within that, we do the photography, the DJ, the video, the photo booth, the lighting, everything. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally everything. Engagement sessions, wedding. albums, right. you know, Seniors. all that stuff. All that um, stuff. And then we have a portrait studio, which um, we've actually been kind of like one of the lessons we've learned over the time. Now we kind of scaling things down with the net. So, um, and and that's mainly just driven. We have you know one very talented photographer, Lori. She runs the studio. Oh yeah. Uh, hmm. So yeah. Um, at this point, the studio going forward is the direction that is mainly just 
two two directions. One, um, because we do weddings, the boudoir for the brides is yeah. so popular, and that's something we, you know, can't stop doing. So yeah. um, that's good business. And then of course the high school seniors. Definitely. So we're kind of getting out of the family and the kids and the babies. I mean, market. You, do, you do everything, <laughs> and and I think it's really cool um, because we've known each other since first grade. And and I know for me, um, I work at the Latro Bulletin, and I would cross paths with Fred at St. Vincent College mm-hmm. because um, you know you did a ton at St. Vincent College because before Fine Line even was it before Fine Line or kind of during? I it, my, it was kind of during Fine Line, like um, kind of during the birthing of it. Yeah, Is that, the birthing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's you the were there in the, uh, during the birthing. <laughs> I, was, I said, "Oh, it's fine line. It's yeah, beautiful." It's a boy. <laughs> it's a boy. Um, but I thought that, like you know, here you had fine line. And I just thought it was really cool. Um, I didn't even know all this existed, but I thought it was really cool. You were working with St. Vincent College uh, in its media department, mm-hmm. doing professor work, classes. Um, can you kind of speak? I guess. I guess first off, how you even got into this and developed this as a passion, and and B, um, how you you were at St. Vincent and then we're doing this on the side, but then did it enough to say, Hey, I can start this on my own. Yeah. And, um, and I, I'll say I, guess, I guess for, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but like yeah. for anyone who might be doing this now, yeah. for anyone who might be at your spot, you were at St. Vincent college doing everything in the videography department and you had a passion for it, but someone who might be at that spot where they're, you know, they're at their St. Vincent college and they're doing, you know, where they want to grow their business too. I, I guess that's where I kind of yeah, want to get to. Yeah, go ahead. And just like with anybody's life, everything is by, you know, um, circumstance and, sure. you, and you, one, you know, you're driving along a road and at some point you got to make a right-hand turn or you run out of gas, you end up at this gas, gas station or whatever. I mean, I'm using yeah, yeah. crazy oh, analogies, yeah. but anyways, um, so I'll go through, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start at the beginning. Um, I'll just cover the, the important things here. Cause I'm, I'm actually excited. I think there's a lot like within the realm of like following your dreams yeah. and, you know, yeah. and what you oh, guys totally. talk about that, you know, that I'm kind of excited to talk about. And I hate to just bore people with my story. That's just one story. Everybody has their story. Sure. Um, let's roll through I, all of it. Yeah. Man. So I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. But, um, if you think about, uh, so basically I went to college, St. Vincent, like, yeah, as yeah. you mentioned, and, um, that's where I, I found out that I, enjoyed like video work. Was you know that I mean? kind of the moment where mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of like this. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, like I got in the communication major and probably mm-hmm. like a lot of kids you at that point half picked to study like PR public yeah. relations and advertising and half they had a, a video department. So mm-hmm. I went in the video department. That's where I just, Found out that I liked it, and um, was it more video or photography at that point? At that point, video. They didn't, okay. really, they didn't, they didn't really do any photography, and I ended up just mm. that was something I picked up yeah. on my own later. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I just got really into that. It was a great place for it. They had good classes. You mm-hmm. know, they had a, a TV station there. So, I, I, I mean, I just oh, that's great. Submersed sure myself in and everything. In, in everything. Yeah. Um. Moved on after college. Went to grad school at Cal U. They had a TV mm-hmm. station there, so I just kept doing the video. Yeah. They have uh, a nice station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I learned web design, which was critical for you know even today anybody i mean if you're an entrepreneur like to be able to do web yeah you know and present yourself online it's a game Um, changer so i did that went back to st vincent after grad school was working there started teaching photography some photo and video classes at night part-time and that's where things changed so basically that was about seven right about 2007 six seven around that time yeah about two exactly and um so the big thing for me and so like my 
kind of journey into running a business and everything. Now, I'd but always been doing weddings on the side. Yeah, like, that yeah. started when mm-hmm. I was a junior in college, and so that was just for like, you know, extra money as a college kid. You're just kind of doing them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, here's you're going to pay me $500? Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of money. Yeah, you okay. know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and sure. then there was never a plan with that. It was kind of like I did someone's wedding, and then like six months later, their friend calls like, hey, you did my, fr- shot my friend's yeah, wedding yeah. video. Can you do mine or yeah. whatever? You know, it's just one of those very natural things. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that ha- just kept going on and going on. But, um, so at that time where I started teaching photo and video, I was working, I had a regular job during the day and teaching at night. And I started thinking to myself, maybe I would like to switch gears and make teaching the full-time profession. Okay. Mm. And, and so, they were like, well, you have to get a PhD for that. Jeez. So, um, this begin, that begins the journey because I knew it was going to be a lot of yeah. Uh, hard work yeah. to get that, which I, I didn't complete it anyways, but that's part of the story. But um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I'm going to go get my PhD, I'm going to just have to drop everything. Yeah. Part of the, and so I was in a, luckily in a position in my life, I was just like, all right, well, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit my job so I yeah. can just do this full time. The so one at St. Vincent mm-hmm. you were playing. Okay. So I quit my job. The full, I quit the job yeah. to go and, and do the PhD. I only did one semester. Yeah. Um, the, it was an incredibly hard, difficult program. I have so much respect. It's it was the rhetoric program at Duquesne. So yeah. any, any if I anybody I meet in life that has that <laughs> to finish that degree, I have like an immense amount of respect for. Um, yeah, and I yeah. won't even get into that. But so I did one semester, and that was it. And, yeah. I, and I knew just kind of realized that well, like yeah, what I loved I I loved the information and everything. But w- there were certain things that like it was three years of classes. Okay. Then there was like this comprehensive term before you were allowed to do the dissertation. And I won't get all into it, but sure, I, sure. when I found out what was involved after three years of classes for the comprehensive exam, before you were even allowed to start the dissertation, I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah. So yeah. I, again, I won't get into it, but I was just like, I don't, I can see like, and as if I, I was like, this could be, I could legitimately just like this waste is, four years of my life yeah. and be massively in debt. Yeah. This um, looks pretty tough right it just now. Did, like I didn't see a clear it, path yeah. through yeah. it. So, yeah. 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 So at that point I have, uh, and it, it's perfect cause I've, I'm jobless. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And yeah, I have yeah. like no direction. You're setting up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is great. So, um, I was just like, well, what do I do now? You know yeah. what I mean? Cause yeah. I was like, I was going to go get my PhD is the whole reason I'm, I'm without a job. Um, and I was like, and then also, you know, I'm still paying school loans on the first yeah, six years of school. Right. And now I just took out another 10 to get through this one semester here <laughs> sure. at Duquesne. So, so student loan bills are coming and everything like that. And I was like, well, um, <laughs> I guess I'll just do more weddings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so what happened was basically that point, it was like the point where I was just like jobless, yeah. uh, is like where I was like, well, I'll just start my, I'll start a business. And I had nothing to hold me back because I had give, really given everything else yeah, up. Yeah, given everything yeah, yeah. Up. So that's what kind of made it easy. So I was like, oh, I'll just start a business. Now, so you were asking about the name. So initially, like my passion in my, at the very beginning is like, I was really into, I loved making like, like commercials and corporate yeah. projects. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I loved, you know, making like promotional videos and things like that. Uh-huh. That's what I was into. And the weddings was like this thing that side. I did on the side that people would call me and I just like said, okay, sure. I, yeah, I do yeah. weddings, but I wasn't putting myself out don't there for bother it. me. I'm doing this other stuff right now. Yeah. So this all leads us up. We're at 2008. Mm-hmm. So if everybody remembers 2008 Lehman Brothers crashes yeah, and I had just signed a lease on like this office in downtown Greensburg. So I'm like, I have no job. I am, I, you know, I was supposed to go to school. I didn't. I was like, I'm gonna start a business. And I get this little cheap office downtown Greensburg. And I'm supposed to be like, the goal was to do, be doing like advertising and promotional yeah. videos and commercials and things like that. Yeah. And like, it's literally like the first, like one month later, Lehman Brothers crashes. Sure. Um, you know, and our economy goes to crap. Yeah. 
And like the first thing that happens is immediately like every company that I was already working with just like kind of like you basically when that happens to an economy, the first part of any company's budget that gets frozen is like advertising and promotion. Sure. Yeah. That's totally. what something's like. Cause they're not totally. trying to get more business. Yeah. They're trying to survive at yeah. that yeah. point. Yeah. You know? no, you're right. Um, and the thing is, you, and, and, and money's not coming in. So it's the only, it's the only expense that you have where you can like, cause you can't just like, unless you, you don't start by just firing employees, like, Oh, I right. lost my job, but they're still advertising. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where you start when things get bad at least. Right. Cause well, it's, it's the stress right. that happens and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so I was like, well, but the, but the weddings, uh, the phone was still ringing for weddings. And I, and I was like, well, I'll just keep doing the weddings. And I'm still trying. So the original name of the company was Fine Line Multimedia. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it, it was to be this multimedia company. And then um, I was, I kept trying to claw and fight to keep that. That's what I wanted to do going. And um, and I was really trying to get into, uh, and it seems like we've had this stuff forever, but if you go back, like even YouTube's not that old and sure. like the ability to do websites and vi even just putting video on the web is not that old. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, you're um, right. So I was still trying to show um, local businesses, local small to medium businesses that I had a service to offer that I could, you know, shoot like I could work with them on strategy. I could, um, plan, uh, you know, maybe like a, a campaign of videos and things like that. I could, uh, build the website. I could, you know, all this. Yeah. Yeah. You're still trying to that. offer your services, but I had yeah. to have a platform of, of something to show that like, Hey, I've been working on this. Like and a portfolio. A portfolio. Yeah, here's yeah. evidence. And here's evidence that it's working. It's one thing to just put a portfolio of work, but can you prove that the work that you're doing actually yeah. has an impact that equates to dollars? Definitely. So what mm. I was doing realistically was I started creating a wedding. Yeah. I started using everything I was learning and creating. I created a wedding website. And oh, I was, boy. And I was putting everything into the way. And basically what ended up happening is <laughs> it like it worked so well that I just became, that's when I became the wedding business. Yes. When did you find, cause you, you seem like you were going in this direction, this direction. Mm -hmm. When did you kind of, and, and, and the wedding was the one that was taking off when like you, you were almost looking like you were going to go this path. When did you finally say, okay, I'm going to go this path now, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, all right, I'm not going to fight against this anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I think once, um, once I probably made the first hire and had an employee, yeah. um, and there's two types of, there's two types of, entre I don't want to say entrepreneurs, but businesses, there's businesses where you don't have employees and there's businesses where you have an employee. And as soon as you have an employee, I mean, it's like, a you know, there's people who are married and don't have kids and there's people who are married and have kids. Yeah. It's just like, it's an enormous responsibility, even, mm -hmm. even at the beginning, just one bit like I have to, I'm promising that person a paycheck every two weeks totally. regardless. Yeah. Of whether we had a good two weeks, whether money came in, regardless of whether I get any money, yeah, yeah. like every pressure. two weeks I gotta pay that paycheck, yeah. Um, and I changed things so that was like, okay, well now that there I Whoa. have this very <laughs> consistent expense that someone's relying on, I have to make sure that I have very consistent income, yeah. And the weddings were more consistent because definitely the thing about that is like people are booking like a year in advance, so a yeah. lot of times like you know it's a different type of business, but it, in terms of consistency. You can, you, you can line things up. You a can lot line better. things up and project because people are booking yeah. you a year out. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's so nice. yeah, so the, that's probably like around 2011 is yeah. when it became clear. Like, you yeah, know, we're we got to keep doing more and more weddings to grow the wedding business for sure. And then you were looking to kind of like, okay, this is the direction. Yeah, yeah so we're doing is, the weddings, yeah, and yeah. then um, and then uh, we brought uh, 
a very talented lady on Lori, um, credible photographer, but her, her background. So she, her background wasn't in weddings. We had to like kind of, uh, convert her into yeah. the, the wedding mm-hmm. photography, so but she was fantastic with the kids and the families and seniors in the portrait work. So she joins around 2014. That's when we started the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we were in downtown Greensburg on main street and while it was great for the, well, and uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was great to get started in a, in a downtown environment. Um, but as far as the studio goes, it's not like, you know, you're doing pictures of a high school senior. You don't step outside the studio. You're on Main Street, Greensburg. You're yeah, not yeah. in a nice outdoor setting for beautiful photos and things right. like that. Yeah. So our goal and our dream was to like eventually get um, a place with our own properties, some acres and things like that. And so for about several years just kept saving money and look around and that's how we ended up at the property that well, we're at today oh well, cool and, and you're at your second property and you're this is is, is that correct because this you had if, if i remember correctly you were at one in greensburg then i my assumption you outgrew it is that yeah so our yeah. original office was our office and yeah. studio was in greensburg and, and i then, had yeah now it, it's a beautiful yeah and i had acres. like i had like a house in greensburg with a mortgage we had a studio <laughs> or the office in greensburg with a mortgage mm-hmm. and then we were paying rent our studio was in a th- another building where we were paying rent so i had like these two mortgages and this rent and we were able to you know but we found this beautiful piece of property for about yeah. the same price. So I mm. live at the new the new place. So it's yeah. my home. It's our office. It's our studio. We have 26 acres. We have a, a lake and a little oh, bridge awesome. and everything yeah, like yeah. that for taking nice wedding photos, engagement photos, and things like that. So what was and, so and, that's and, the story. Like uh, that's the story. Now we didn't get you know. I'm sure there's questions or yeah, but we're, the, we're done with it. That's no. just the yeah. You know, I well yeah. Go so ahead. I'm coming in as the person sure. that you know. I've just met you today mm-hmm. and. Basically, all I've read up Me on too. you. No, I'm just <laughs> Basically, all That's I've read great. up on you is what was on the website, mm-hmm. and I went straight to your about and uh, just the way you have it structured. Like, first of all, I it's love pretty it. Pretty awesome. I love it, and I love the story. I love the way that you tell it. And the the thing that jumped out to me the most was that you were saying you're doing video for weddings or do, doing something along those lines, and you kept seeing you know, the photographers are missing something. Oh yeah. 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 So eventually, so I started, my background was video. That's what I I mean. That's what I went to school for. That's what I continued. And that was my passion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the wedding business, photographers make more money. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, yeah, you it, think it's video. Yeah, it, it, the video. The unfortunate the thing is, I always tell people like the vi- on the video, and it, it costs Soft more, and it takes longer to edit on the back end. So it actually, there's the that cost is sense. higher, but it's it doesn't matter because it's really the demand. Like everybody gets a photographer, um, right. and not every, and everybody right. is everybody starts on the fence about a video to begin with. So you not, on, you're not on the fence about a photographer. You get a photographer. It's like you have to. You have to get a photographer. You can get right, Uncle you know? Jim to record the wedding. Yeah, and <laughs> you can get crazy, crazy <laughs> Uncle exactly, Jim to record exactly. the wedding. The Uncle Bob and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So I'd be, awesome. but what I realized was I, at that time I started doing photography just for fun on my yeah, own. Yeah. And uh, so I was self taught with photography specifically, but um, I'd be at weddings. What was kind of neat though, and this was almost my training. Yeah. So I built up my wedding video business. And there was a stretch where I would say we were definitely Pittsburgh's number one wedding vi- video business. Totally. And, you know, because yeah. that's all we did. Now I wouldn't say make that claim now. And part of in business, not just business, but in life in general, like when you focus on one thing, you can get really, really good at one thing. When you do, the more you do, you can't be great. Like, right. it, you know, you can't be great at, at one th- or at, at all those things, sure you can. No, but what you can be great, you can be great at providing 
very high quality at a lot of things, which a lot of people can't do. You know, we see other companies, they start at one thing and they try to do a second thing and they fail miserably. Definitely. So people don't realize how hard it is to be very good at a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say there was a stretch when we were only doing video. We were probably Pittsburgh's number one video company. And, um, but because of that, I was working every time I shot a wedding, I was working alongside Pittsburgh's top wedding photographers. So for about four years, Every weekend, I was basically having free in the field training with like yeah. the top photographers of Pittsburgh during yeah. that time. Yeah. So I got to watch their style, what they did, the yeah. decisions that they make, how, you know, just every, everything about what they did. And I kind of just learned firsthand from that. And then it got to the point where after seeing that, you know, when I would work with other photographers, like, I would just be thinking, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. You, we always yield to the photographer as a video yeah. guy. We're there to just document. We, you know, we, we step back, but yeah. just like things would see things that they're missing or like how, you know, they would be setting up a shot and the lighting's terrible or the background's yeah, yeah. terrible. And that was kind of the point. I was like, I think I'm ready to make the switch, yeah. which was good. And that was also the point where I had like, I, I had employees. Yeah. yeah. So we had this army of videographers. So me stepping away to, to do photography wasn't, was yeah. no big thing because we were already yeah. doing so much video. So it's now that was that was the beginning of starting to do like multiple things. So and, that, and that's no, cool. well, that was cool to me that you mentioned that because yeah. I think sometimes uh, people will jump into things because they have a passion, but they're not making the clear connection between how does my passion equate to dollars and providing a service for somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you could be you could be doing something, but if there's no you're right, if there's no market for like animating video game characters in yeah. your local town. Yeah. Like as the, much as you, as much as you might love to do that. Story, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that's great that you saw a need, even though you were working with the top people. So you just decided to step in and fill that need. And I think people should do that in and their was, own freelancing well, and even, areas. Even that was a little bit of jump of faith because it was like, that was yeah. like the next thing. It was like, okay, with um, I have a new interest. That yeah. new interest is photography. Yeah. You know, and, and, and how like you, I'm ready to make the leap. I was just like, I'll put myself out there as a wedding photographer. Yeah. You know? And how did you see that? I, I'm sorry, but like just yeah. see that. And, and here you are, you're so focused on the video, but like you were being, just being very observant to the, to the wedding photographers and to, you know, these guys are the best in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, I guess how, just the importance of, of recognizing how good they were and being <laughs> like, you know, and, and not only that, being, being yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I I like that and, yeah. and learning from that and I mean yeah. like just being observant and picking up on well, and then I mean, doing it yourself. The reality is, again, it all comes back to when you're taking care of employees' paychecks every yeah. two weeks. You're always thinking money. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wish I could give you like this like beautiful re- answer to your question, but it comes down to like I I would be at a wedding and I would find out what the photographer's making and what right. I'm making. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. like, doing the same amount of work yeah. Yeah. and ours like you're like the amount of time we're going to put in after this yeah is going to be so much more time it's going to cost me because i'm going to be paying someone for you know this many days versus yeah, yeah. you're going to and i'm like so yeah it was kind of like <laughs> well, just dollars mean, and cents at that point that's great that you can think it both ways because so many artists they need to hire that manager because they just can't do the money side of things it's tough and it never gets easier yeah. and you know i tell you yeah. what too the scariest thing for people that are just starting off in business. That's why I said at the, at the beginning of this, I mean, like there, there's, there's certain aspects of, of, you know, being an entrepreneur or starting a business or running a business that you, you, unfortunately no one teaches you, no one tells you ahead of time. Just kind of get thrown but, into the fire. Yeah. But when yeah. I said about like, there's businesses that either have employees or don't. Yeah. 
the day you make that commitment to have a ploy, like again, not only is it that commitment where you've got to have sustainable, where you're putting someone ahead of you, but even just like certain things like the legality of like the yeah. different oh, insurance gosh. you have to have and sure, work, sure. workers' comp and liability, the different types of liability insurance and the payroll insurance. And then the first time I, the first time I actually, like when you start and you're like, oh, I have an employee, you're, you're cutting a check. But the first time you put an employee on payroll, and you're like, okay, that let's just use a, a number like a thousand dollars. Like I'm paying that employee a thousand dollars on this paycheck, and then you see that more than a thousand dollars came out, and you're like, why did more than a thousand dollars came out? I paid him a thousand dollars. Like, oh, you have to match their FICA taxes. I have to oh. do what? <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, by the way, you don't have workers' comp set up yet. You got to get workers' comp. Like, what's that? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it's a percentage of everything that you pay your employee. You have to pay, and it's like, oh, and then by the way, you have to pay to, uh, unemployment as well. And so, no one, no one prepares you for this. Right. You I just want to take things, pictures, so. man. Yeah, I, know. I just exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly know? what it is. Is. So, yeah. yeah um, and that's kind of why I bounce around. I do a lot of things and I like some, even the way you've alluded to it, because if you turn your passion into your business, like at some point it definitely becomes a business and what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and you yeah. always have to have a creative outlet. So, you know, I, I still find, you know, I use photography, like creative, like as I like to travel. So when I do tra- certain places, yeah. I love to take travel photography and things like that, mm-hmm. you know? So there are certain ways that, um, uh, you know, just different things that I do to still enjoy it. So it's not just, right. You just know, your job, just how a do, job. How mm-hmm. do you do that? Like how, you know, because, um, and I think Ben can say the same, you're doing your passion and you're, you know, I think, uh, it, road, I think it's some funny ways. Like I, yeah. I see that with the other members of our band too, because right. like sometimes you think about, well, I'll think about it in my life or their lives. It's like, we've got a tour coming up. We've got a lot of work to do. And yeah. then you find out, Oh, we're doing this fun thing. Or like, yeah, I, yeah. I, find myself mentally only want to focus on the things that aren't making me money. And I think it's like maybe a subliminal thing where you're just trying to find a creative outlet that's fun. Right. And like, you just want to take a break from thinking about the work sometimes. So I know yeah. for me, that's how, what I do. How do you do it for, yeah, for photography and, and to not get, not get burned out on your passion, especially on some of those business ends where you just, you know, you're thinking about making ends meet in certain areas. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, I mean, I kind of, the band thing, because I was thinking even before... You had contact me the other day, yeah. So I kind of want to bring up because I was sure. I was literally thinking about bands in in this aspect where like you can talk about people following their dreams, but I think like one of the you know and, and a lot of times usually when you think follow your dreams, you think people starting a business or doing something successful yeah. or like going to the Olympics and you know which is a lot of tough work obviously and mm-hmm. things like that to yeah. be the best at what you do. But there's something about being in a band where because it's multiple people and you have yeah. to have a shared dream. Like you yeah. have to have this shared yeah. dream and not kill each other. So when you like, <laughs> so like, that's what's so amazing. Like, yeah. why does it co- like, you know, why is it so amazing to go see a band perform that like has been doing it for 30 years? Probably the yeah. fact that they're still do- like, they, yeah. they've survived, you know, and are still doing it. And, and so, you know, it's one thing how many bands come and go, but like, uh, we talked to about get, a couple off to air. get a group yeah. of people together and have a shared goal. Yeah, and but it takes yeah. hard work. And then like, are you to find a way where like is everybody sharing the work? You know, and on top of it, it's a hundred percent a creative enterprise yeah Yeah. you know like me doing a wedding there's creativity but at the end of the day like i'm still you know there's a sign it's a science of like of how i'm supposed to capture a wedding today and i bring my creativity to it but a band yeah yeah you're talking about like trying to 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 
reach a dream and but do all the things like money and yeah. who owns the, the rights of songs and tour and set up dates and manage and everything like that yeah. and then like recording songs and getting it out there and promotion <laughs> but at the same time like all this stuff what kind of sound but do at you the want, root everything. of it it's like the primary thing is like uh, we have to stay creative yeah right yeah. primarily yeah right totally and it's it seems like it would be just so easy for that to and that to get masked over you yeah. know and maintain that because then you look at bands like Oh, the the second album, you know, sometimes oh, there's the second album, the follow up is never as creative as the first one or yeah. something like the that. The third you know? one's not as well, good as yeah. the first two. Or yeah, I just yeah. talked about that on the episode I did with Josh Sturm. The, yeah, well, the fact that like, why is it that so many sophomore albums from bands suck? And it makes sense though because. Uh, there's a saying that goes like a band has their whole life to write their first album and then yeah. two years to write their second one. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. a lot of those songs they've been working on like for since years, they were a band yeah. and got signed. I remember then- like I was in a band in college and, we went to the studio to record an album and in the middle of it, the drummer quit. And like, that's what I mean. You know? <laughs> like that's that's stuff the album doesn't time. exist. Yeah. But we spent years, probably four years, like that album would have been four years of culmination of creating songs. Yeah. So like, but yeah, like the next one would have just been like one year, like, oh, we're going to cram four years right. of creativity in one or try to follow it and up you or have whatever, to top you know? that album. And, you have, and it has to be and better. Yeah, even it has it's to impossible. be better. Like you, maybe your first album went through the roof and then you have to top that. And, and have Which it is pretty better. awesome yeah. when bands do come out and they like follow something up with like even better. Yeah. That's, that's what's awesome. But yeah. I mean, it's usually know. they've been around for eight years and then they hit their their big one right. or whatever, yeah. you know. Well, I but. think that's either a sign of like you've got a really great band or they got they got some money from the label to hire really good producers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are yeah, those yeah. two is happening there? Now, a really interesting thing you bring up about that too is like, you know, drummer quitting in the middle mm-hmm. of recording is <laughs> I think we see this happen so often in like freelance fields or creative fields yeah. that, you know, as long as it's a hobby, people can continue doing things for an indefinite period of time. But yeah. as soon as you start putting deadlines and getting things done, it's like the great weeding out process yeah. of like- How committed are you? How committed are you? Yeah. How willing are you to work with like, because otherwise you can maybe deal with each other's things about each other yeah. that you don't like so much. But yeah, then yeah. when you get up about against the wall, we're like, we're going to record this. We're going to put it down on a medium that's going to sure. be there forever. Then the fisticuffs come out. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, so to, to then now- with a little bit of explanation that on that to answer your question sure. with the mm-hmm. weddings and the photography, there is a point where I think each like um, myself and certain other individuals that work at Fine Line, there's a point where you fight it at first, but it, it eventually you, you reach the point where you're like, this is my job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. just is like, this is totally. what I, this is what I do for a living. This is what pays my paycheck every two weeks. This is, you know, how, totally. how I provide for myself and you know, uh, those that, that have a family. But I'm lucky that at least my job, uh, what I do for a living is the thing that I enjoy doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's, Definitely. there's that, but, um, you know, you can't, you, you'd stop looking at it like my, it's, that is my create, you, you want, you, you're, we still have to be very creative. And so we all, that's where we always challenge ourselves to grow so that the cre- creativity is always like in the growth. Yeah. So that's yeah. where we find yeah. our creativity. But it's but the thing is in terms of staying successful like at least I hope that part of our success is that we always have is consistency. You know, we do people's weddings like yeah. number one not only are we capturing a day where we don't get a second chance to go back and get something if we miss it. Yeah. So no matter what like part of people are like what's your style? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your style? I before I hire you I want to know what your style is. I'm like first of Taking all pictures, I want to make sure I don't miss anything and that you're going to sue me and want your money back. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let's start That's with my that. Style. You know, yeah. that's part of my style. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I do a lot of weddings. You know, some photographers are like I do 20 a year and I sl- and I right. 
right, right. I selectively select my clients. Like, I, I, you know, I shoot like 60 weddings a year. I, I want all, like the goal is all 60, you know, yeah. are, are A's and yeah. they are. And so, um, so we, you know, it, it becomes formulaic, but you, you have to make things formulaic in order to survive right. and can make your business keep going. You're right. If you're all over the map with what you do, you're going to have good days and then you're going to have bad days. You're going to have hits yeah. and misses. You can't, I can't hit some misses. I can't have a miss with someone's Definitely. wedding that we can't redo. And I also can't have, and you know, misses with the business. It has to be consistent. So you have to, I, you know, I honestly, that wasn't a negative to me. I, I kind of like to be quite honest, taking something that's creative and, and honestly making it formulaic totally. so that we could say like, here is the creative product that we yeah, offer. You're right. And, and that no matter, you know, the situation is different, different venues, different bride and groom, different bridal parties, different size families, whatever. But we're at least going to, this is how we, how we yeah. apply ourselves, our formula and our creativity to every single, so that it's the most consistent result. It could be, I actually kind of enjoyed doing that. Right. So that would be yeah. like, if we compared it to a band, you know, it would be like, we're, how do we go if we're going to go on, you're going on tour soon right yeah. so think of it like this like you're going to play a lot of shows you know so it would almost be like what how can we make sure like we can if we go out there on that first night and just like just like give it like a thousand percent right yeah, probably yeah. the next day we're going to be so tired <laughs> that like it might not be as good as the first night yeah, yeah. you know so yeah at some point you know maybe for the first tour it doesn't matter but at some point does it matter we're like you know every night like we're going around and all these people are paying us money mm -hmm. they're expecting a good yeah, show definitely. how do we get to the point where every night we're delivering a good show consistently so that like we don't just like go to cleveland and just suck yeah you know and what i mean totally and and there's no shame in that i mean that's part of if you're trying to survive off what your, yeah. your passion, I, it's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. You know? it's, it's interesting. Cause I've talked to, I think I've talked to you oh, about yeah. that a bunch yeah, we've too. Yeah, we talked about that. Cause it's like, well, that happens with my stories too. Same mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. No, yeah totally. You might be feeling right. down or you like have something in your personal life that goes awry, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, we've talked about this. The people at the, the people at that show, they still paid the same amount as Ex the, exactly as not the, only that, but the, like, best, the best show that you ever maybe had maybe that shows in cleveland but they they drove all the way from buffalo they drove from detroit yeah. they drove eight hours and and and, and at know, that late, point the people might yeah. be the thing that is the variable that pushes it over the top but what mm -hmm. can you do yeah to, like you're you're saying here's our standard every night so we want to make sure that consistently we always meet that standard could it you know and 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 if the people there push us a little extra and that that's why that particular show on the tour is yeah. memorable they meet so that be standard it, yeah you know? <laughs> No, I think that's a great point that you're you bring right. up too. Mm -hmm. you're, no, you're, you're mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. You, you guys definitely meet that standard. But I'm just, <laughs> but, but, no, you're well, spot on. Um, and, and what you're saying in terms of you know, like you have, and and kind of like what I, this person came from Buffalo. This person came from Cleveland. This person had a life changing experience and knows and knows God because of Lacey now or or what have you, what have and and you're gonna have those people in Buffalo and Cleveland and Detroit and Iowa and Texas, wherever you are. So like Fred said, you have, you know, to put on, it's the same thing. You have to put on a great show every night and you have to, you have to capture this person's moment because, you know, grandma and grandpa might not be there for right. all the time or yeah. this wedding guest. Yeah, or, I could have had, the most, moment, I could have had yeah. the most creative, I could have had like an award winning picture of like the bride and groom at sunset, but like I have no pictures of the grandparents. Like, yeah. guess what? I failed. That's you, a yeah. failure. You it doesn't matter how totally. amazing one photo was. If I'm not looking they at it mean, like it's a they job, they more it's about a, the grandparents. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's, a ten, it's a you know if You're I right. if I do it, oh, if I shoot for ten hours, it's 
a 10 hour job where there's moments over the course of 10 hours. But again, now there's an expectation. Then in this business that I do, the degree to what you charge then is how consistently do you do what is expected of you in terms of like over 10 hours, you got everything. Yeah. 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 Then do you get everything quality versus a quality that's better than someone else? Then, then like, then the third and final tier is how much creativity is in that, yeah. but you know, I think I, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, I think you have to look at it that way because you know, if I were to spin that on his head, like I start with creativity, like That's so interesting. If I yeah. make that yeah. the, the primary things, like we're gonna, you know, you're I can get the shop, but this is gonna take like twenty five minutes to set up. How many things are going on during that twenty five minutes? Probably not you gonna know? be around for a long time. If right, because you, you're gonna you have, make, yeah. yeah, you might have somebody be yeah. like that love that one photo, but the reality is, is like I don't work for just one person when I do a wedding, like. Like if like maybe the bride hires, I always say like, you know, when I do a wedding and let's say the the bride hires me, she signs a contract or whatever, but the parents feel like they're involved. Yeah. yeah. So like if the parents, when they, when the family gets the photos, Definitely. these are, these are the memories for the the whole family. So if mom thinks that there's pictures missing that should have been there, guess what? Mom's writing bad reviews. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't want mom writing bad reviews. <laughs> I don't want mom writing bad reviews. So nobody wants mom yeah, writing bad reviews. The bride might have, you know, maybe the bride loves my creativity, but guess what? I still look at that as a fail. If anybody's unhappy, it's a fail. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't mind. I, I have no problem with taking something that you're pat, you're something that's creative, finding a way to do it for your life uh, as a living. Um, but if if it's going to be a living consistently and so consistent to the point where you're providing for like employees to keep it consistent, you do have to make it formulate. But yeah. that's because you're selling. You're selling a service. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and it just happens to be a creative service. There's like, there's people who are their services like we do driveways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, each driveway they do has to be good. Does are they expected to do creative driveways? Probably <laughs> not. You know, I'm in I'm in a field where there, there's creativity expected. Yes. But I don't think I mean I don't just think give anybody, me a driveway. Yeah, exactly. But me. I don't think anybody's <laughs> being like, I just want the most creative photo. Yeah. And I'm not worried about what else you get. Sure. You well, know, no you one's know, ever said that to me. You know so. what's interesting too? I love that you put it frame it in that perspective too, because yeah. there's there's this whole base of foundation before you get to the creativity. And I noticed that a lot in mixing because I've been spending a lot of my time a lot more of my time getting better at mixing work and a lot of the a lot of the mixing and recording and stuff like that's all based on like there's initial things that I do that are the same regardless of the style and and everything else and then the creativity is just the icing on the cake but so many times people their eyes are drawn to the creative thing because it's different and they don't even think about like Mm -hmm. this is kind of expected in all forms of photography like you're gonna have to have these base levels but if you don't focus on that at all think about the person who's career i think even the most successful uh audio um mixers record you know whether yeah, they're the recorder sure, but on sure. the mixing end think think about somebody who's a job they're very successful let's say they work at a high-end studio for the top artists and things like that they're pretty much still probably applying i'd say at least 80 percent of what they're doing is going to be the same whether like yeah, regardless of who it is that walks in probably even more you know then, then they have some uh, instead of saying creativity let's say 80 percent is like well, these are the numbers I use. This, right. These decibels, yeah. this, I pan this totally. much, period. That's my 80% starting point. Then in the next, like, 15, yeah, let's say 18%, then I, this is when I have some leeway where this, right. the, this 18% is what creates why this person has a sound versus yeah. this, you know, this artist has a little bit of a different sound, yeah. but it's just within that 18% to give somebody a different, and then it's that final 2% yeah. where I get to yeah. actually have my creativity, right. yeah, you yeah. know, where I put this, like, 
what, what was the uh, cowbell? Yeah, that cowbell in the third course. That was my call. Yeah, yeah. we need you know? more cowbell. I yeah. actually watched a guy do that specific thing. Billy Decker. The he's one of no, the no. Uh, Billy Decker. He's the top. I, I think he's the top uh, mixing engineer in the country music scene. Like he's got the top like, photography country and like top photography business in Pittsburgh. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He's got like, he lives in Nashville. He's got like 13 number ones on the billboard chart, yeah, yeah. but he did a Neil the Mix episode. And in that he did, um, he's working on a country song by Rodney Atkins. Okay. And then right after that, he put in a death metal song yeah. into his template yeah. and it sounded phenomenal. Yeah. It yeah. was the same template as the country yeah. template. And sure. so, it was 90% of the way there from just like all of his starting points. And the thing, points. think about this too. Okay, so someone's paying him for a service. Now there is creativity involved, but at mm -hmm. the same time, he has a formula that makes him successful, obviously. Mm -hmm. So he's charging a lot of money. And the thing is, so number one, so these these artists are coming to him because they're like, you were really successful on this artist. Yeah. Like you did a great album for this band. We want the same thing. Yeah. That's you it. know, so he's not gonna be like, well, you know what? Over the past year, I've been experimenting with all these things. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, let's just uh, let's oh, just yeah, lay it all on your album. You know, it's like no, it's like let's let's start with the formula that that you have yeah. created that is successful and works. Yeah, and I'm sure somewhere, you know, you that then you have the flexibility, and then finally that third tier where there's that nugget of your, your personal creativity, but maybe you'll do a little bit of experimenting, you know, do something that just stands out that's a little bit different, but nothing that's going to be, that's, it's, that is going to like interfere with being radio friendly. You yeah, know? yeah. So it, it, it applies. And, and it, would anybody say that like, I mean, obviously he, I'm sure that guy is successful. People want his service mm -hmm. and he's doing what he loves. Yes. It's formulaic. I'm sure he has creative outlets. I'm sure there's somebody like a buddy of his that comes in the yeah. studio and records for free yeah, yeah. because he wants to experiment with he stuff. He has a really you know? cool thing that he does. And I actually want to bring it up for, um, our podcast listeners. Cause I think it's a great idea to like add on to your business and maybe for us to take. Yeah. Too. So he, he loves woodworking. Mm. So what what he'll do for I every can't band do woodworking? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Dan. <laughs> we'll but, get Jake on. Jake could, does woodworking. But you can take guess. it and and turn it um, for any other creative outlets that you have. So yeah. what he'll do is every band that he has into his studio or he works with. Oh, he I makes a cutting board that's personalized, mm. engraved, and stuff like that. That's really so cool. He has a physical item that he can give them, and he said the thought behind it is. Well, for one, it's just a creative thing. He doesn't mm -hmm. ask for money for it. Yeah. He just gives it to them as like a gift and it's something different. But even more than that, they have something physical in their house that they're using every day. And they think, oh, Billy Decker, I haven't talked to him in a while. We yeah. have a new song coming up. So yeah. he's essentially advertising his business through his other creative outlet. Mm -hmm. I think it's just brilliant. It's yeah. amazing. And, and I think, I guess kind of along those lines with all You mean that, like starting a podcast when you already have a band exactly. and then people listen to the podcast yeah, and learn about your band. Yes. And it, it gives or you, studio. It gives you, true. it gives you an hour to sit down <laughs> like you're still playing with the same equipment in a different <laughs> manner. But like this isn't what you're, this isn't what supports you you've financially. Caught, you've caught, so you've you caught on to our, you've you caught on to the secret <laughs> This is why we podcast. do this. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that, but right. that, yeah, exactly. So that's just what you do. That's so yeah. S -T -U -D -I -O. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in it, and it's yeah. all good. You're you're a lot. You're totally allowed to do that. To you know, um, turn your passion. Uh, you know, but again, I think even some people would. You know, a lot of people would be happy if say if I. You know, that's just big enough stuff. You can take your passion and find a way just to do that for a living. Yeah, like that's that's a goal for a lot of people. Yeah. There's how, nothing to be ashamed of with that. So. How do you keep it? And, and I guess I mean we can all do the same thing because I, I think we all I think. 
we all parallel each other. But with you in photography, um, how do you keep it so you keep it creative and say like, you know, maybe you get out of a wedding, you're like, yeah, that was really cool. That was a cool wedding. Rather than like, this is stale, it becomes monotonous, like you hate that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, where you, you get to the point where you're leaving weddings, you're right. like, yeah, that was awesome. Rather than you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I... You know, how do you keep it interesting? Yeah. And and this goes for anybody. It is I hard. Yeah. Um, so on the one hand, when you keep of, it your passion. Yeah. I notice, okay, so on my end, I have the business too. So while yeah. uh, you look at the business as the big picture, um, so I always, as a business owner, have the flexibility. Like I like to, I, most of my creativity, general creativity in terms of within the business is about growing the business and promoting yeah, the business. Yeah. Okay. And the, the the really hard thing is actually to maintain the level of the uh, maintain the level of quality and creativity f- from wedding to wedding. Right. You know where I'm trying to creatively constantly focus on growing the business, but I have to. But the thing is, I'm I'm shooting weddings every week, and then in the summer, you're in the fall, like Fridays and Saturdays. Sometimes oh, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So sometimes I shoot ten weddings in, in a month. Sure. So there's sure. ten you know, 10, 10, very intense days. Um, so I use the business itself. I'm always setting goals for the business. Like you, you mentioned up the senior thing we're doing oh, right yeah, now. So yeah. part of the reason when we bought the new property, we were struggling with seniors in our past location. That's what yeah. I mentioned before. Like you don't walk outside in a downtown building yeah. on a main street and, and start taking out pretty outdoor photos of seniors. <laughs> yeah. You're watching out for traffic and things like that. Whoa, look out, get yeah. out of the middle of the yeah, Exactly. So we wanted to get a property. We achieved that. And it's taken a lot of time to convert that property um, in, into, you know, and it's still, and, and we have visions for what we want to do for the next several years. Um, but, you know, the, the next goal for us in terms of our studio was to enter the senior market. Now we sort yeah. of entered it last year, yeah. I think officially, like we've been doing seniors for years, but I, f- I think we officially entered it last year. But like I, th- um, I think from last year to this year, I expect that to triple from last year. So yeah, you know mm. we're we're doing that, and I won't get into details of it. But we're you know that's so by having the business, I can look at aspects of the business now. From wedding to wedding, it is tough to get back to what you sure, said. Sure, sure. Um, and I would honestly say that really comes down to the people. So I would actually then uh, make that analogous back to the band where like you feed off, if you have just a great crowd, it could be a great intimate venue with just a really passionate crowd and you feed off that. Those are, the, it, it would be that a lot of times where like, if I have a wedding with just the, it could be the, the but if the right people, if it's the, the right bride and groom, if they're yeah. just super nice and super sweet, or, you know, they want to do some things that are creative, um, that energizes you to, yeah. to push that final, that 2% we were talking about with the mixing yeah. guy, yeah. you know, maybe it's a great, a great, you know, great guest and everything yeah. too. Yeah. And you know, but I, but not Fun everybody's like party. that because yeah. I might have a bride and groom that aren't just like, they're, they're a little bit shy. Like they want to get the basic photos they need, but they don't want to, they don't want a lot of photos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm just trying at that point, I'm trying to balance out where like, again, it's a formula. I know what I want, what I need the, to make sure that they're happy after the fact, but I don't want to make them uncomfortable oh, yeah. doing yeah. like rid- ridiculous, crazy poses that isn't them, <laughs> you know? So Here's I, 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 yeah, so I would okay, say, the, yeah, I would say, I think the best answer to that question yeah. would be the, the, the times when, uh, I can feed off the the circumstances of the day. Most mostly, usually the the bride and groom. Like, yeah, you know? that was a great but wedding. It's, it's a lot of yeah. things. A lot of things come together. It could be just like yeah. the perfect bride and groom, the yeah. perfect. 
temperature, the perfect light, the perfect weather, the perfect area, yeah. and plenty of time to work with. Yeah, yeah. Gee, that's a day that like when 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 like enough things click together and, and the opportunities there. So when all the things come together to create the creative opportunity, yeah. then you see it and you take advantage of it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that was that was a good day. That was a good yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes too, these are these are the things that we don't want, but happens to us anyways when we get the worst <laughs> yeah. situation. Sure, sure. Like the exact opposite. It has, yeah. You know, like the couple that doesn't want to, or maybe it's not the couple, but it's like the worst place we could be, the worst <laughs> yeah. weather, and this and that. I was actually saying to Lori the other day, um, Friday, we were driving into Pittsburgh and we drove past the Pennsylvanian building in downtown oh, yeah. Pittsburgh and mm -hmm. it has that beautiful archway in the front and things mm -hmm. like that. Last year, one of the most, it was a very stressful, it was a, we were in Pittsburgh and it was just raining all day. Yeah. There was nowhere to go. And I'm just like, what are we going to do? You yeah. know, like they yeah. wanted outdoor photos and it always falls on a photographer. Like, can you, well, isn't this, don't you have the magic wand? Like, can you just yeah, make can't it stop raining? Here's yeah. an umbrella. <laughs> But we uh, yeah. we pulled over at the Pennsylvanian. Thank God, nothing was going on. It was even. It was very difficult. Uh, the wind was just blasting wow. through there and everything. Jeez. And I look back, and it's actually some of my favorite photos from last year. Yeah. So there's the element of like I was pretty stoked about that day because the challenge was there. The circumstances were the were awful. Yeah. But we found a spot good bride and groom, good people. Um, but the photos turned out awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, there, it, that in itself was a challenge. Like, can I take this really crappy situation and make something good out of yeah, it? So right. that, that, so yes, I would say maybe those are two circumstances. Your, your business is enormous. Like I said, number, number one in Pittsburgh. It's, it's awesome. I've seen your work. Um, I've, we've had, we've had classmates and I've had friends who've, who've hired you for weddings. Um, looking at your timeline from, you know, 2003, 2007, 11, like everything you've gone through, um, two properties, uh, and everything you offer, you, you have so many services that you offer. Um, can you take me through just maybe some of the times where, um, it was just hard and, and maybe, you know, you always have goals and you've hit all your goals, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, but just the times where you were just like, Maybe you're maybe you're not you're having trouble hitting this goal or that goal and it's every and, day yeah it's yeah. every day and, like, and I don't want to yeah. say like man is like, I don't want to say like you're giving yeah. up but like you're just really struggling yeah and, like those right. because I mean you look at your business and it's it's awesome you yeah. know and I and we so know thanks. people who've done it and and who you've hired and you've done phenomenal work for um but well the assumption is is from the outside you look at something so successful and yeah. you think oh you never had any problems or you man yeah I could I I have my own photography business I could never be that successful but just yeah. You know, when they have their own, yeah, I guess I, just that. that first of all, thing. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the compliments. So, you know, I, I certainly didn't do this to solicit the true, compliments. Though. I appreciate I mean, it. Yeah. It makes you feel good because it is a lot of work. So I will I will accept that on, true, on behalf yeah. of myself and everybody, yeah. you know, all the the staff at yeah. Fineline because we do, it's a, it's a tough life doing weddings because, you know, you give up. Uh, oh, every yeah. weekend, yep. you know, holidays, weekends, weekends, anniversaries, birthdays, everything like that. Hey, can you do um, this? No, I can't. I have a wedding. wedding. I mean, that's, yeah. And you have um, to do it. Yeah. But, um, but in terms of like, yeah, there's there's certain times just difficulties. There's been yeah. there's been like super difficult times. Yeah, um, and I guess how you got through. And it to I get can't where even talk at. about because a lot of times, yeah, like, when, yeah, because it's all like <sighs> nothing that's you know yeah. when you're relying on other people and employees things like people have their own problems in their life things like that. And, sure, sure. And every everything and the the one I would say like just a general statement in yeah, that regard. No, nothing that's but um yeah as a business owner as a boss. Everything that's going on in everybody's life that you're dependent on to an extent becomes like your 
a little you bit of your, your problem, problem. Yeah, yeah. you know, and like, and you are, you have your own personal problems. Like you have problems with the business. You have your own personal problems. Yeah. You have your family around you and your friends around you have problems. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. so it builds up. I mean, it's like, I'm curious, does that mean more of the, the weight of things or I'm sure it is the weight, but <laughs> do you play a little bit of psychologist or psychiatrist too? Is, oh, no. Does that play into it? No, I mean, I don't get involved, but I mean, you have to manage they, around it. Yes. But they impact I was curious Yeah, there's about an impact that. and you have to deal with it. Like yeah, someone yeah. has an issue and it becomes an issue, the company and well, you own the company. Like even though it has externally nothing to do with you now, it, 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 it there's some, sometimes it can be an enormous problem. That's now your enormous problem. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's just I, like, yeah, and it's I just like, we all have our own problems and, you know, but then other people's problems become your problems. So, but that's interesting. Those mm-hmm. are, those would be like, you know, those would be the stories that I, you know, would talk about off air, but sure, in sure. general, like every day is a battle. Yeah. Hmm. Every day is a battle. And probably one of the best quotes I've ever heard. I'm still, I don't think I've done it yet. Okay. My favorite part about your podcast is after the fact, when you guys put the little pictures up with like somebody's like uh, one oh, yeah. awesome quote, yeah, yeah. So I'm still trying to find that, but, and this wouldn't be it. So I, I think it's Here coming it later. No, because no. I'm stealing somebody else's. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard but a couple I'm already. He's lining it up. One of the best things I've ever heard, I was watching like a documentary and it was about a CEO of like a huge, I don't know if it was Jack Welsh of like GE or something like okay. that. But he's just basically like, as CEO of a company, yeah. which in my case, I would just say the of the owner of sure. my small little company, yeah. your role is basically every day solving problems. Hmm. Every day there are problems. Yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. The, and and, and, and some, there are a lot of times it's just like a million small problems, mm-hmm. you know, but like problems compound. Like if you ignore problems for a while, they, yeah. they get bigger. Some problems create other problems. Some problems that are indirectly not related now suddenly are related. But if that's every day there's a problem. I mean, it could be like, you know, oh, the printer doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? But guess what? It's your problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, little things like that, like, oh, I put my key in the doorknob, my key broke off today, so I don't have a key and I'm, and I have to come get the equipment this yeah. week. And I'm like, it's your problem. Yeah. 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 So every day there's a problem, big or small, and it can be silly things like that. And, you know, uh, I'm just trying to show the things that you wouldn't sure, even think sure. about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I forgot. <laughs> I don't remember what the question was now. Sorry. I guess no, just, yeah, how, how do you over, you know, whenever times were a little lean and and how did you kind of push past it? Well, I, um, yeah, what do you get, drop from? When you just don't have a choice. Again, because yeah. yeah. like I've never let an, empl- I mean, I've never let an employee go. And the other thing is I'm in a business where I can't, which is a little interesting. So like for, I get, what I'm saying is, is like, when things are lean and money's not coming in, that's when it's tough because yeah. like you've got like um like you know there's a lot of times like the majority of the year I'm like oh payroll is coming up yeah, like yeah. is there enough money to pay payroll let yeah. alone like oh the there's the bill for the billboard and this and that and like and like I'm last like whether or not I sure, get paid sure. is just like we have to have a great <laughs> month before I get paid yeah. you know um, <laughs> or maybe even like a goal or something like so like you're just kind of your head's against what you know like well I think that's interesting but I, that but I think what I'm getting it, at is okay. like that's a choice that you make from day one yeah, yeah. like it's not like what what gets you through or what motivates it to get you through it's like that's your it's like the job that's the role and either yeah. you, sh- you either you accept that or you sh- this isn't that you should not be in a position to be running a business yeah and i and i so and, and I, you're, you're asking me like what's the motivation when things get really tough what yeah. is the motivation but i would just say like you have to be self-motivated in those instances like again yeah. with me I, i'm saying like i don't want to let an employee go i don't yeah, want to yeah. be like you know what i was late i, I mean i could maybe i could have done more and we could have made a little bit more money over the past six months um and that my and i screwed up now your job's at jeopardy and i have to let you go yeah, yeah. i guess i could say that and it's like i you know that's just like an 
a goal that goes without speaking. Like I don't want right. to have to let someone go because yeah. times yeah, are tough, yeah. you know? Um, but I think that like, there's just always problems. There's problems every yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. And that's just what you do. So I think it's just kind of like, and sometimes they're more stressful than others. Um, sometimes I, I put things out there. Like I try to plan a vacation every year. Like yeah, while yeah. we were talking about Gettysburg. Like that's mm-hmm. my, like, that's where I go to escape yeah, for a few days. That's, awesome. that's why I go out a couple times a year. Yeah. yeah. So for me personally, the thing is, is like, um, you know, I put little tiny trips sure, out sure. there. So I have something to look forward to be like, well, if I can survive, if, if right, when right, this day rolls yeah. around, if I'm still alive, definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah, the business is still all going, totally. then I get to go away for a few days. Yeah. Um, but I, again, when it comes, I think when it comes to just business, running a business from day one, if you're going to be an owner of a business, like just the, the, the nature of a business that there's problems every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and anybody that says like, oh, our business flaws, we have no problems. Like, I mean, I'm, like really like, you know, like the water never froze. I mean, like, we, yeah, you, yeah. you know, this winter, like we, the water, the water line froze. We didn't have water in a studio sure, for sure. days. So, like yeah. that was a problem. Like that day, guess what I was doing? Like I'm outside with a blowtorch trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's just what you're dealing with that day. Just like life in general, like there's a problem in everybody's life, right? So. And- um, and if you I, want to push through and be number one in Pittsburgh, you know, just battle, yeah, battle through those yeah. problems. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I'm always afraid. I mean, uh, and it's a, probably a good thing, but I have my only fear, and I'm, it's not as bad as it used to be, which is probably honestly a bad yeah, yeah. thing. I always feared people coming from behind from behind, and like overtaking where we are in the market. <laughs> yeah. And that's my number one motivator. Hmm. That's yeah. what motivates oh, me more that's... than anything. So if I, I, I hate to get lazy cause I'm like, I always think to myself, yeah. cause I think about how hard of a worker definitely I am and I'm willing to be. And I just think to myself, if I get lazy, all it takes is someone just like me and they're going to pass me right up, Yeah, you know, and, and we'll be in the town looking at, at their success. So, um, you know, it, and the scary thing is it really is scary. Just like the bands where I say like, they're still around 30 years, still making music and stuff. Like the longer you, do things and things keep going and keep working, you get yeah. a little bit more comfortable, which is, that's my biggest fear. Yeah. And I think that can be applied to anybody's life, whether or not you're running a business or not. Like mm-hmm. just keeping that, I mean, that motivated me a lot in college, just thinking that like, you know, there's always somebody that's going to be willing to work a little bit harder yeah. than you. Yeah. Yeah. Always. And so, oh, yeah. You don't think yeah. otherwise, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just that that's a big motivator when you might be feeling tired and you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. You know, just think about the here person that is willing two. to do that. Yeah. But, get, and here, and Definitely. Re, but here's the reality, <clears throat> you know, I, I hate the, I don't like, the, I don't like the cliche cause I disagree with like, you can be anything. Like I can't be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to yeah. be an NFL quarterback. But if you apply, if there's something that you want to do that is within the realm of, you know, pot- potential, like I don't have the, yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. That's just an, totally. impossible. Okay. Totally. Yeah. You know, but you're not going to be Sidney Crosby. Uh, right. Yeah, all e- exactly. That. All that. Um, but something with, is with the w- that is at least a realistic achievement. If you apply yourself to it every day, you'll be a little bit closer. But if you apply yourself every day and work hard and don't stop working hard and don't get lazy, eventually yeah. you'll be at the doorstep of it. Yeah, Fair you enough. know, and they'll eventually be the point where you have to choose to cross that doorstep or not. But you will place yourself within the position to achieve it. If, yeah, you know, so I you just, know. That's I heard a pretty a gr- good quote. I know. I was trying. <laughs> no, it's a good I didn't, one. I didn't, you, I I didn't wrap it up well. I was trying. <laughs> so I was like, this is it. I'm this not, is it. I'm not going to use that one. No, I'm just kidding. You no, know, there, we, was, there was some really good ones in there. We, that was, we, that we was touched fantastic. a lot on this throughout the podcast, but um, 
I'll sorry. throw out another quote there for you. It's not my I'm quote, not though. Quoting you, I'm quoting you next week. <laughs> oh, that's fine. This coming week. I'm not even going to quote myself anyways, but uh, I was listening to Brian Hood's podcast. It. It's the Six Figure Home Studio, and okay. he lives in Nashville. I'm hoping that I can meet up with him while we're on tour. Is that the one you messaged? That's the one guy I messaged. That's cool. Um, but he said something on this one podcast that really stuck out to me, and it, and it goes back to a lot of sure. what you said about staying, or we've talked about staying motivated. Definitely. And, he says he always values consistency over motivation because oh, yeah. from day to day, you might not feel motivated, but you can always make a commitment to being consistent. And mm-hmm. that's and Fred how you mentioned that too. Uh, yeah. And that's, yeah. Right, well, I think exactly. if, if I, and I think that comes back to like, that applies. I think the application of that is if it's a business or the, the desire is to make this be a sustainable, like this is what's going to support me. This is what I'm doing for a living. Yeah. It, it, consistency, it, consistency is key. It really is about yeah. consistency because yeah. you're creating a consistent, product yeah. or service. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, um, tying back to what we were talking about, um, what, what keeps you motivated yeah, yeah. in the, in the times where you, you might be at yeah. your lowest point. And, um, you know, what jumps out to me whenever you're talking about this is I think that, and you could correct me if you're wrong, but it seems to me like you're the type of person that you really revel, you really love problem solving. Yeah. Like you're f- putting yourself purposely into an environment where you have to solve problems. You have to be that creative person no no uh, i'm just kidding everybody hates to have the problem i heard, right. this, yeah. I, heard yeah. the, I heard the audible sigh whenever you asked that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're the person who likes to solve problems yeah uh, no, no um, i'm sorry i like here's what i like here's well here's what i like and then i actually um i had a great education about problems um what i like is that i've purposely put myself in a position where i have control to solve problems yeah yeah, yeah. as yeah. an employee it's somebody else's company that's the life I hated. I would see op- problems and opportunity. Yeah, and it, I could see the solution. Yeah, or the op- or the opportunities, and had no control to do anything yeah, you don't about have that it. Control. Right. That's what I like about being a business owner. This so is yours. The problems fall in your lap. Not that I like problems, yeah. but at least when they're there, um, y- you know. Yeah. However, I choose to solve it. You know, but at least I'm in control you have the power to solve to do the power it. to solve it. So, but the other thing I learned in the one of the best blessings for me when I again this goes back to kind of pre wedding during that period where in my wedding business and my corporate business. Yeah, yeah. One of the first cli- big clients I had was uh, at St. Vincent. It was called KCOE, the Kennemano Center of Operational Excellence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were a group that basically did uh, um, taught local small business manufacturers, hospitals, things like that, service providers, how to um, adopt a, um, a, uh, a, I don't want to say habit or community, um, but a belief in operational excellence within their um their business, but one of the key terms that the, the first thing you learn day one, like until you learn this, we don't go to step two. Sure, sure. But step one was problems are blessings, hmm. because you have to adapt. We have to when there's a problem, you have to look at it as an opportunity to number one. You can do things when when you have a problem, you either have a, a what, what they call a temporary containment measure or a solution. The temporary containment measure would be like slapping a bandaid on yeah, something. Yeah. Like here's how I stop that problem from affecting us anymore today. Yeah, but it's not gone. It can affect us tomorrow or the next week. Or maybe I put a temporary containment measure in place where the problem's gone for a week, but yeah. it's going to come back a week from now. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Totally. And a solution is when you solve it, it never comes back. So problems are blessings, but also it's like if there's a problem, it's an opportunity. Not only can we solve it so that we know in our business it will never come back again and haunt us, but yeah. we can also use it as an opportunity, um, either as a learning opportunity or as a way to make our business better. Yeah. So you look at problems and say, you know what, if we eliminate this problem, 
if we do X, Y, Z and actually get rid of it forever, we can actually do something we can actually enable something else to occur in its place which is be- which is a positive every time yeah so yeah. so th- that's always stuck in me yeah. you know that mindset of problems yeah. or blessings you can but it doesn't mean when i wake to- up and the right. water's yeah. frozen i'm like oh yes. thank god the water's frozen today i get to deal with that <laughs> you know what i mean so can't wait to get out there with that blowtorch. But, you know it, as dumb as it is we're redesigning some things that like there's this pipe out and over by our garage it comes out of ground for like six inches the just the way it was done mm-hmm. probably wasn't done the smart way but we have our water line it comes in one spot on the property comes out of ground for six inches and it, and it, it freezes which yeah. then that line goes down it feeds the studio and we have no water yeah. at the studio well you know we're we're retinkering with the garage we're going to redo the garage so when we retinker with the garage, which there's a problem there, we need more parking to park cars in a garage. We're going to then yeah. solve the water line and run it back underground through the new garage. Yeah. That problem will be eliminated forever as part of a larger solution on something sure, else. Sure. But anyways, I mean, that's not the best example, but you <laughs> but it is like <laughs> so we know that yeah. something that goes, goes away forever and then take right. a little bit of work and then it'll be solved. And we have that control and that power rather than just like working somewhere with a boss. It just like, never fixes problems yeah. and you just know that like you're going to work every day where just like you're just battling problems like you yeah. watch like the office and you have the copy yeah, machine yeah. that doesn't work in my office if a copy machine doesn't work we throw it away and we get a new one because you know like I don't yeah. want there to be problems so I know you're right. checking your th- I have well, one little last well, story what, if there's well, time no, I was I was actually looking at some of the questions oh, that you okay. posed yeah that's what, what I, did I text you I was gonna actually see, ask that's you what I, so yeah. I, what I'd that's like fine. to do um, no, before, I actually wasn't looking at I have looking three at things that I wanted to kind of like mention. Yeah, I actually, yes, please. I actually didn't even, wasn't even checking for time. But do you have time. the text? Yeah, that's okay, what I was looking yeah. at. Go ahead and exactly I don't remember what, what the three things were because I knew I'd forget. I was and like, I, I'm going to text you three and, three ideas. And I, yeah, I was, I was going to try we'll and- we'll stall for Dan to get his phone out. Well, I was going to try and lead you into it. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I was, was going to try and covertly lead you into it, well, I but can, it's I not. I can string them together. Well, just what are the three things? What did I type? Yeah, just texting you so I don't forget. You said an ideal eternal return living life uh, okay, worth yeah, yeah. living forever yeah. um words can create your reality which i was going to ask you about yeah. now i was just gonna you know and then yeah. the last one was uh your pleasure replaces okay. your desire to dream so these were three three ideas because i mean totally i feel i feel kind of bad i looked at how long we talked and You're we fine. talked about my business and i was i was hoping from the get-go to like maybe talk about the business for five minutes and go another direction oh, no, you're good. Done yeah, the no, exact cool. opposite. you're good man <laughs> i was gonna hijack the podcast <laughs> feel but free. i was gonna flip it back on you guys yeah yeah um so I'm gonna go Hostile out of order. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go yeah. <laughs> a little bit out of order. But we talked about Ireland a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. an interesting th- story about Ireland and, and and dreams. I had a dream to go to Ireland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think um, you've mentioned this before. Problem, this is really good. But here's a here's a there's a problem. I was a, I had a fear of flying. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> you could. I mean, you could take a boat. I guess I could take a take a <laughs> boat. But kayak. I can't get that French much time his, off to take French a boat. And his yeah, oars yeah. With his, that's right. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing. So I, I went to be prior to that. I, I, my dad was in LA. This was during my fear of flying. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was in LA. So I was able to take a week off to go visit my dad in LA. The problem was I had to ride a train, which, uh, I had to sit up, sit wow. up right 52 straight hours in coach. Oh. Uh, wow. uh, so yeah. it was basically two and a half days there, two and a half days back. Yeah. I got to be in LA for two days. Like wow, with the reality yeah. of it, I could have spent a week in LA I got to spend right. two and a half days You're in LA right. because of my fear of flying. Yeah. So it be you know, and and it I liked I like traveling, which is yeah. another thing. I like travel photography. Yeah. So I took a lot of road trips, but having a fear of flying hinders that. And, yeah. and then of course the dream of going to Ireland was like sure. a dream. So I think the thing is when you have a dream, so like at what point do you um 
you know, what it, does it come down to? Like, as part of having a dream fall, it'd be like, what are you willing to do to achieve mm. it? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think that is part of it. I mean, I know for me, um, I think it has to do with your passion. And I know that I just, I just, I'm really passionate about, I, I love telling stories. I love, um, you know, telling journalism, you know, just speaking journalism, telling stories, being kind of a, a you know, like chronicling history, um, covering the penguins, covering the sealers, that sort of thing. I mean, that's the thing. And I, I think my favorite part of all that is, you, you know, you see Ben Roethlisberger throw an interception mm-hmm. and like now I can ask him in the locker room, Hey, what did you see on yeah. the interception? He gets back to me mm-hmm. and then I that's relay awesome. to everyone else. I mean, yeah. that's my job, yeah. you know, to be kind of the intercessor yeah. uh, in between. So I think that's what drives me to the interceptor to be the, of the interceptions. Th- that's right. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that one Jack, the first Jacksonville game, there There's was a lot of interceptions. Home, so yeah, yeah, that was a career high. Um, but I think, I think that's what drives me. Um, because there's so many people when you've, and you've seen it, you're very well versed in the, in the Pittsburgh sports yeah. community in the sense that you see so much misinformation yeah. and I want to be the one who stands in front yeah. of the athlete and gives you the information, yeah. the correct information, even if they're lying to me, yeah. this is what he said. Yeah. And I, and there's times where you're talking to an athlete and you know, they're lying, which is yeah. cool, whatever. But like I, and I'm driven to be that person, um, to give you the information. Am I going to be, am I going to be as in-depth as Adam Schefter or Bob McKenzie? No, probably, you know, at at this point, you know, no, but I have enough where we get time with the players and, and I want to be that guy to give you the correct information. And it's going to take time too. I'm sure I'm, I'm just guessing right now. And well, it takes a long time. I don't know if you're setting a foundation of credibility. I mean, you probably want a foundation of credibility. Oh, yeah. That you so might as well so, not even do it. So that not. someday you have the flexibility maybe to be a little bit more opinionated. Like, what maybe, I'm saying yeah. is, like, you have these guys that have been doing Pittsburgh sports forever. Oh, yeah. 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 Forever. Yeah. And they can get away saying whatever they want sure. at this point. Some of them, like, I, some of them yeah. should, should be a little bit more careful sometimes to think about the things they report. Yeah. But at the same time, they've been doing it for so long and they have, like, decades of, like, a solid foundation. I'm sure, like, when they were in like year oh, five yeah. or six, like you know. But I know, like, yeah. Well, I think you're right. But I know, like, for me, you said just like what you're driven by mm-hmm. is that I'm just driven by that, and I'm driven to do it, you know. And um, it's kind of like you don't stop at nothing to try and be able to do it. Yeah. Um, is there an expiration date? I hope not. But yeah. but you know, it's possible. I've seen it with other with other coworkers. Yeah. Um, who cover different teams. Um, and it's sad. It's very sad, especially you know the state of the industry. Um, I hope it never comes to it. But I'm driven to try not to let it happen. Yeah. I'm driven to to stay. I mean, the same thing. You you mentioned um, number two is behind you. Yeah. And um, you don't you know you always want to work to stay in the game to yeah. stay you know and you and to hope that that day never comes. Uh, well, if, if it does, you know, it's been yeah. a really fun time. Yeah. But, well, let's, yeah. let's put it let's, let's so say it this way. That I think that's what I'm driven someday by. That if that day comes, what are you going to do? So I had this dream to go to Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you had fear of flying. Yeah, I had fear of flying. Yeah. So like, I actually decided, I was like, I want to go there so bad. I got to do something radical. So I actually went and got hypnotized. Wow. I did. Oh, yeah. You did that. Yeah. I, did, okay. I went and just, you know, I was like, and, and it's, it's just like, you think about things. It's like, and even to start, so this ties into the business aspects of the thing, but first, like with the hip, hip, hypnotist. Okay. The, the first thing that they tried to um, get me to understand, because again, I wanted to go so bad. Yeah. And I couldn't just like naturally what was get the, over the fear of flying. Yeah. What, what, like, what was the different, you know, like, so, yeah, um, just kind of. One of the most important lessons I've learned. So I've had this wristband on. I've been wearing it for, it's been over six years now. Okay. I take, I took it off just to show it to you guys. It says my, um, it says on it, my words write my story. I've probably have taken this off like three times for 
necessary reasons if I had to a few times, but I've had this since that day I went to the hypnotist because what they conveyed to me that day like she would start asking me basically to try to figure out why I'm afraid of flying. Yeah, she, would, yeah. she would say, describe flying. If yeah. I ask you to describe flying in a plane, go ahead and tell me your thoughts. Or if I say like, hey, we're going to go on a plane tomorrow. What, yeah. what are you thinking? And and she starts at, and then she starts figuring out how long I've been talking about it huh. that way and everything. And then she had recorded hmm. it and she played it back. She's like, Do you, did you hear your negative answer? Did you hear your negative answer? Huh. Did you mm. hear your negative answer? How yeah. long have you been talking negatively about this? Ah, I like it. If you, th- how can you possibly think that you're going to think positive about something that deep down in your conscious subconscious you can only have negative? Your every word that comes out is negative. So, which means, mm. so yeah. what this is is my words write my story. Yeah. So basically, every word out of my mouth was about being afraid to fly. All the yeah. things that could go wrong. All the fears. All yeah, the reasons yeah. why not to fly. Mm you're never going to escape. So basically the whole, the hypno session is to, uh, was to, is to un basically yeah. start like diluting that and break that. But you always remember your words, write Your story. So there's a point in time where like you have to realize like, and I see it. I ever since learning that concept, I see it in people around me all mm-hmm. the time. Oh, totally. They'll speak negatively about totally. something. Mm-hmm. And I almost want to just say like, I want to be like, oh, you, you know, do you realize you've probably been saying that for 20 years? Do you realize <laughs> that that is, that's permanently how you think about oh, that yeah. topic? Yeah. So when totally. it comes to a dream, how could you, so if you are always finding excuses about a dream, how could you possibly ever think that it's achievable? Yeah. Oh yeah. But the other thing is, so the next step then is the people around you. The, yeah. the number one thing when I started my business, like when I quit everything and I'll start my businesses and I was on my own and this and yeah. that, like everybody wanted to offer their advice. Right. <laughs> you know, every, everybody yeah, has yeah. advice in everything you do. Like when it comes to going yeah. on the everybody probably has advice or whatever, You're but it's right. just like the reality is if I, the, the people that aren't doing it are the people you have to just tune out. You have to tune them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, w- whether they realize it or not, everybody's like trying, every, it's just, you know, it, the words, words, write Your story. If you, yeah. let, if you listen to other people, that didn't achieve dreams, you yeah. won't achieve yours. Yeah. You know, because if you listen to them, they're they're telling you like all the heart hurdles that are going to be in your way. Yeah, right? yeah. They're not telling you it's like just go for it. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely. not what they're. You know, it's almost like the paranoid of us. What did you yeah, think about this? Did you think, think about you this? What are you going to be doing about this? Well, how are you going to yeah. afford this? Yeah. Or what happens? You're going to get sick if you just start traveling the world. You're going to get yeah. some disease. What are you going to do? You're going to be in Africa with with no hospital around. And is that what you want? Like you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you really, really have to tune that out, and you and you have to place yourself with people that have achieved or have done it and, and have positive yeah. things to say about yeah. it. So you have to watch what you say yeah. and you have to tune out the negative things that other people saying. But like I said, with that, that fear flying. So I make sure that I never say anything negative about flying. I, just say, I love flying. Yeah. I can't wait to fly again. Yeah. I love traveling and yeah. flying is a necessary part of that. So I love flying. I love traveling and flying. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I can't wait to do it. You know? <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of flying in particular, because yeah. I've done a lot of flying dates with mm-hmm. the band over the past, yeah with the, over the past like four years yeah that and, was a great story but go on the last weekend oh yeah um <laughs> but i love it I sh- now i should tell it because you know, it's not really related to like the, the fear of it thing but yeah, let me let me talk about yeah. that real quick first so you just stayed an extra day um, in toronto <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll mention that after this. Oh, but sorry. So Go with, ahead. with the flying, mm-hmm. um, it's not my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Just the experience of being in an airport. Like people are a little bit unfriendly mm-hmm. because probably yeah. other people have a fear of flying yeah. too. And yeah, you know, yeah. it's just coughing all around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's amazing how like my experience on the actual plane, it, it's very little to do with how smooth the flight is mm -hmm. and a lot to do with my mentality. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. am I afraid of turbulence or am I just going to trust that like, the airline and pilots sure. know what they're doing. Yeah, and like and it, it really, it, yeah. And it doesn't mean that like I'm like perfectly cured. It's a, it's a yeah, natural right. like the, the hypnotherapy got me to understand it, and um, I'm glad that I did it. And it even took like the first couple times. So what I did is I did the hypno session. I booked immediately after that to just like put it to the test. Yeah, or yeah. just like force myself through it. The goal was to get to Ireland, but I immediately booked a trip to Vegas. I booked a trip wow. to yeah. L.A. or San Diego, um, and I think and I think Arizona. And then so within a three month span, I flew like. I I hadn't flown in like 10 years, yeah. but oh within gosh. a three month span, I just, I just booked a trip. I went to Vegas, San Diego, Arizona, and, and then the, the those are long the, flights too. And, and then the grand one daddy was of course Ireland. Yeah. And, um, but she recorded the, the hypno session. I mean, it's hilarious. It's like, yeah. Just feel the fear just melting away. It's that type of stuff, you know? It's like an hour of that. It's like one of those like relaxation tapes. But I listened to it on sure, the plane. Sure. So the first few times, like I, I, I'm still out? going on with that fear. Yeah. You know, for yeah. sure. And I still do today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would basically just like, as soon as I had that fear those first few times, I immediately, I put the audio, like the MP3 yeah. file on my phone, put the phone on, put the headset on. I'm just listening to her, her positivity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like repeating it in my head and saying the positive things. But, but what, I, but it's a gradual thing, but like the concept, you'll start, if, if you take, if, if no one takes anything but this one thing away mm -hmm. from the, po the, the, the podcast that Fred quote. was on. That's right. Your words create your story, but if you if you can remember that, and when you go in life, like just be very careful about what you say, yeah. what you complain about over and over and over. You know, if it, if it's especially if you're complaining about something that you don't want it to turn into a bad experience. So like even just like complaining about like the airport, you know, it's yeah. funny. It's like oh yeah, it sucks yeah, being yeah. at the airport. But you have to be very careful that you're just not that every time you're speaking about an airport, you don't only have negative things especially to say. Especially if you no, have just to do a, it a lot. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because you'll turn it into something that you, you'll create yeah, something right. in your head where, you know, like, and you should turn, it, it should almost be like, uh, you know, um, what's awesome about being at the airport, it means that we're, we're on tour and I love being on tour and I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So can you think, I, I, I just love being at the airport thinking about what songs we're going to play at the show or something like, you know, I mean, I, and I'm being so silly, but do, yeah. And, uh, so anyways, that was the, the words thing. Uh, what was the, the, and, I'm sorry. and then the, uh, the only other thing is, um, well, you, you had two more, I believe the one, um, the idea of uh, eternal return. Oh, okay. The, yeah. So real quick, um, if you've never heard of the idea of it, by a, a Nietzsche idea, the the idea of eternal return. If, if I can interrupt, for, yeah, is, and and this is this is probably is your battery good on your phone for the live stream? Oh, that's a good question. I was just curious. I just oh, saw I'm that sorry. there. I, well, no, no, no. That's, that's a good fine. thing. We'll just continue it anyways. I want to make sure we get it all. Okay. Get uh, it all. That's that's what it should be good. Great. It was one hundred percent. Yeah, this, oh, is, yeah, this is great. I mean, um, that's why that's why I asked because this has all been fantastic. So, uh, eternal uh, return. Eternal return. I'll just wrap it up with these Nietzsche. two things. So no, it's, no, it's no, an ancient idea where you're fine. It, it's, it's a little story. Now, this isn't the exact like the way you're supposed to there's there's you know bigger picture way to interpret, but there's a fun way, there's a fun, simple way to kind of interpret it. But like the story is imagine one day you're walking along okay. and it, and this like little demon gremlin jumps out. Like you're walking on a path and this little demon gre uh, gremlin jumps out is on he the small? path. Yeah, he's small. Okay, so you could step on him if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. He's, okay. he's not threatening you. Okay. But he tells you, he gives you news. And the oh. news is this. The life that you're living right now, the reality is you're condemned to live this life in repetition forever. Mm -hmm. That awesome. Your <laughs> existence, 
the, the life you're living right now, this is your existence forever, okay. endlessly forever. So yeah. there is no different afterlife. Right There's now. no reincarnation. Yeah, yeah. It's just this, it's this life will repeat. So everything that you've already done yeah. in your past, you're destined to repeat it good and bad yeah. forever. Now there's one, there's two things. There's the philosophical side, but anyways, I, without getting into that in terms of dreams. So in that, in that sense, like if you look at that little story and you think to yourself, am I living the life that I would want to totally. live over and over? Mm-hmm. You know, totally. am I living a life like, you know, and at every point it's, you know, when you start thinking about that, it's like, okay, I'm, th- I'm going to be 35 soon. So I can't really go and undo what I did the first 35 yeah. years, but I can theoretically maybe write the future stories. And if yeah. I have a lot of dreams, wouldn't yeah. it be a much more exciting life to relive with by yeah. following all those dreams? Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. that's the life I'm going to relive. So yeah. that that's one thing I always think about when it comes to like having a dream and falling. Like, that's why I mean, like with the like. Oh yeah. You know, when I told people I was like I'm, I was thinking about getting hypnotized. Do you know that nobody thought like nobody said yeah go do that. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody just laughed at it. And it was, yeah. guess what? It was negative. In Ireland you know twice, went to Scotland last That's year. Right. I fly yeah. over the country now. I love flying. Like it worked. And it's like, so that goes back to the words thing. If I had listened to what everybody else said, it's like, look, I didn't know what else to do. And those are negative point. words. They were, like, yeah. Oh man, you probably shouldn't get hypnotized. That's yeah. Cr- you know, yeah, or sure, even just definitely. like poo-pooing the idea right, and laughing right. at it or thinking right. it's a silly idea. You know, even when I tell people the story, it gets told, which is, you know, I like it because it is something different. But like, if I just listened to everybody, I wouldn't have gotten hypnotized and I'd be sitting here today still thinking, yeah, someday I'd like to go to Ireland. That's interesting. And you, oh, you know? no, totally. And I think, I think kind of along the same lines, a little bit different, but I know for me, um, I, I guess for me, like I love what I do. I love, you know, I don't get paid a ton, but I think that's why I just love it. But I think that's the, that's, you know, I just love what I do. And I always ask, like one of the questions I always ask people, if you hit the lottery Mm -hmm. and won a gazillion dollars and you had to do one job, you know, you still have to do something, what would you do? And, Mm -hmm. And I know like for me, um, I would still do what I, I just really enjoy what I, you know, yeah. would I do as many school board meetings or township meetings? Probably not. Yeah. But like, but I still, <laughs> I really get enjoyment out of doing the penguins. I really mm-hmm. get enjoyment out of covering the Steelers. And I, and I think like that's where, and I'm sure Ben, you know, you feel the same way with, you know, music and Fred with photography, but you know, but I think that's, that's, and I enjoy posing that question because, um, you know, money's not an object. I just hit the lottery for a gazillion dollars, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it's, and, and it's so, I know it's kind of like, everyone's like, yeah, I'd quit my job. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything you get that, but like, I'd still do it. Mm-hmm. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I would love to. I I love just doing it. I love you know like going. Well, to, the interesting yeah. thing is, is that like you know people just think about they don't they don't think about the fact that like if you don't have something to do, then you yeah. just waste away. Yeah. So like. I heard I heard somebody talking on a podcast about this very same thing. Oh, and people, like, you live people that uh, you live longer too. You, when yeah. you talk about mm-hmm. when you say waste away, it's actually like you legitimately yeah. waste in, in form De- of dying earlier. Like when definitely like if you re- you retire and you kind of just like don't like there's I mean there's studies that show people that just stay home and do nothing like die. Yeah, too. yeah. Like you know you're kind of meant to experience life. Yeah. Right. So if you're not doing it. You know, I mean, on some at- some subatomic level, I guess the body's probably like, well, what exactly are we yeah, doing what's here? What's your point so, here uh, anymore? When am, I gonna, when am I going to go to Ireland here? Yeah. When am I going to, you know. Why are we still breaking down food and things like that? And yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, creating, exactly. Why are we working so hard to create new cells, you know, to yeah. sit on the couch or something like that? So yeah, we're going to just like, it sounds silly when you say like, just waste away, but it's kind of almost like a little bit of reality. True. Mm-hmm. Go follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. Go, yeah, I mean, and, it, and you say it and it sounds good, but like, if do you have it. to do, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it goes back to if you, if you have to do something, why not make it something you enjoy yeah. or, or at least 
Maybe if you can't do something right now that you enjoy, change your mindset on it so that you can enjoy it more. Maybe there's a monetary block. Maybe, you know, figure it out. Figure out a way to make your dream happen. And that's what's hard. That's the unfortunate. That's, that's, tough. that's yeah. why I was so, so impressed. Like when he was saying you were getting ready to go on tour, and he's like, Yeah, Ben's going on tour. So my thought was, Oh, Ben's probably just like, you know, 20, doesn't have any like, he's like, Oh, no, tour. Ben's just a few years younger than us. And I'm like, Dude, that's awesome. Like, yeah. it's awesome that, how old are you? 32. 32. I'm like, it is awesome that at 32, Ben has found a way to like want to go on tour and has found a way to even at 32, which makes it like, it's not like, I don't know, it's young or whatever, but it's like usually by now, like we're weighed down with so many responsibilities well, are just in the, they yeah. give, or the excuses. Or it's jobs yeah. or whatever. You know, we, yeah. we put so many excuses on ourselves no, while we stop I, doing our dreams. I don't think dreams. I can do that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, that's, that's interesting you bring that up because I don't notice it in myself as much until I'm around other people that are my peers that maybe aren't doing the thing that they love to do right now. And there's no expiration date, I don't believe. Like you can start today, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. even if you're 50, 60, 70, Definitely. start today doing something that you love. Go skydiving at 80. But, you know, I mean, I've seen, I've, we've read the yeah. stories. But know? one thing that I've noticed is that people always think I'm way younger than I am. And I think a lot of it is not so much how I look. I think it's my attitude and how I behave yeah. because I've, in some way by doing what I love to do, like I've retained this youth. Yeah. 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 And so other people that like, and I see a lot of people that I'm Uber driving or Lyft driving yeah. around and like, I'm just blown away that they're the same age as me because they don't look it, they don't act like it. They already, they act like they have one foot in the grave already. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, yeah. And I think that, that, you know, to what Fred said, like, you set up, you set up your life that way so you can do it. Mm -hmm. You set it up. I mean, you're just with, Uber and Lyft and and part time work. I mean, you and mm -hmm. you left as we talked about in the podcast. You've left an established job, mm -hmm. but you set up so that you set up to follow your dream. Um, things worked and things happened, and you took advantage of those opportunities. But at the same time, you're working and battling so hard to do it. You know, and and it takes work. And it, and for anybody who has a dream and anyone who does that, like. Oh, man, I'm going on tour. Oh, I'm going to do the penguins. Like you got a battle to do this. Yeah. And and like not not to say like you don't love it or you, you know like I love it and you're, you're following it, but like there's a there's an there, yeah I don't know there's a well there's a cost associated with it for yeah, sure. And, it's not and, just all roses. And yeah, you're not like butterflies. Well, I'm going to rub elbows with Ben Roethlisberger and we're and we're gonna hang out and eat popcorn and mm -hmm. talk. About, no, yeah, you know, like that's not you know like yeah. we have a, a very you know for the most very good working you know Sidney Crosby a very good he's a very he's a great athlete to work with. I'm not friends with him by any means. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he's fantastic. Maybe my favorite athlete to ever work with just yeah. because he's so, he's just such a good person. Man, I'll even throw him out there. You, you don't think it cost him a yeah. ton to get to the level he's at? Oh my God. Cost him his childhood probably. And, and he still, still does it. to maintain yeah. that as well. And yeah. two years ago, before he won the Stanley Cup, everybody he thought was having, he was, oh, everyone, yeah, he's, on his, he's, he's, this, he's on the latter part of his career. Done. He's done. And then yeah. he wins two cups and two yeah. con smites and he's the best player of his generation yep. again. Yep. Like, come on. Yep. Like, he, and he still has to maintain it. And he's still maintaining it. When he has it, yeah. this yeah. line, and, oh, he's Sid and the kids. And, and he's playing with Sharon. And he's playing with, oh, Sid's old. He, he's, Sid's a little bit older. How much you know, more years? He, there's a lot of players that impress me that, that way. But Yammer Yager, man, what a career. Oh, yeah. To last that long, and that's insane. he's still fighting overseas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Because he loves it because it's his passion. Yeah. And he's going to go down as one of the top. 
10, you know, top three. He's going to go one of those great, one of the greatest hockey players in history. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's, that's why it goes back to that longevity when I was talking about bands. Like, there's that point where a band reaches just like legendary status. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not like a Stones fan, but the fact that the Stones are just still a that's, band is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, or you yeah. do yeah. or whatever. Like, there's a point you're just like, okay, when, you, when you're just still around <laughs> after so long and still, you know, making hits, you know. I mean, I'm a fan of Elton John, but Elton John hasn't really made any hits since the maybe 1980. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it would be great to see him. I'm not going to see yeah. him when he comes through, but it's like, yeah, I'd go see Elton John. Mm-hmm. It's Elton yeah. John. Mm-hmm. He put, he had a, he recorded a song with Queens of the Stone Age two albums ago, and it's like, hey, Elton John's on this. Like right. you, you have that respect for him because he's such a great artist. And has done it for yeah. consistently for so long. Mm-hmm. Is he one of my favorites? No, he isn't. But like, man, Elton John. Th- those I mean, type of people, they just command your respect, though, when you see them, oh, yeah. even if you don't like the music. Definitely. And, it's and just the, there's the weights Stones that's carried with way. it. I wouldn't go see them, but it's the Rolling Stones, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's no, it's the same thing. So what was your third question? Well, the third thing was, and I'll make... Uh, Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember okay, it. Okay, thank you. Um, I remember it, but and then something else, sparks. So I'm going to say two things, but I'm going to I'm going to take one yeah, minute. Yeah. I'm going to make it so fast. You're one good. thing, no, I, I would say the the third thing that I had written down to Dan was I just say I think people just have to watch and be careful that like pleasure can repl- people use pleasure to replace goals or the desire to achieve a goal because like if you set a goal or you set a dream, let's say you have a dream like and and you and you find a, a lot of excuses not to fulfill that dream. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you know, or you you say that the only reason you did it is because you had a lot of excuses. Or, you know, or again, the words, you said the words, people around you said the words, eventually you believed the words and eventually you decided that the, the dream was unattainable. Yeah, number yeah. one. Okay. But how do you replace that? And, and, or how do you set yourself up to accept that even before? And you have to watch. I think a lot of people use pleasure to be basically temporary replacements. But then it, like we live in a society of pleasure now. We actually, uh, you know, but if it's we pleasure, so if we now. find pleasure every day, we're, we're, we might go just sustain ourselves day after day, year after year, year after year, year after year, year after year with pleasure and yeah. never achieve a dream. And I was, there was even a study done last year. They're talking about where the marketplace is with like the millennials. And mm. so like, certain things like what are what are millennials spending their money on they're not they're not spending yeah. their money on like they're spending their money on they, they call them experiences but like pleasure experiences like hmm. different things like even the the things that are popular what are those like you go in the room the the puzzle rooms or whatever oh, yeah escape rooms escape reality room escape reality room exactly yeah that's exactly what it is yeah, but yeah. I, no I'm not bashing on that but I'm saying you take that and you you, you look at that uh, it, you know that's something that's new in the market but you really the, it's different. an example of what the market is right now it's about experience you know, going out to eat, going out to eat more, things like that, going to concerts yeah. or whatever. But it's all these like, or or maybe going on vacation more and stuff like that. But you can pro like you can you, you there's so many ways now. Yeah, there's so many opportunities. Mm-hmm game consoles or whatever playing on cell yeah, phones man. and things like that <laughs> you know yeah, the snapchat yeah. the the, the immediate the, the temporary immediate of getting a like on instagram or whatever but yeah, like yeah. the immediate pleasure and uh and how plethora how plethora it is oh, or yeah. how available it is to seek temporary pleasure it's so easy. and that's what's so dangerous right yeah. now about why it's just easy like well what a, I'm, I'm fine i'm happy i got yeah, I, I yeah. got pleasure points if i want a pleasure point like, let me get out my phone i'll be i'll be happy within five minutes that, and that's why let's get caught that's up why on facebook I think or instagram it's dangerous unless people are going to be yeah. pursuing dreams i totally yeah. agree with you and i think that one of the craziest things is just social media because oh yeah you literally get you get that serotonin level yeah. bump yeah. just from scrolling through a feed Whew. So you've literally done nothing but flip your thumb around for, yeah. for and your 15 thumb minutes. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah. But, oh, but yeah. that is so true because those little, 
living in that comfortable like environment of pleasure. Man, I got to get caught up on a, Facebook. It's such or a Twitter. fleeting. It it doesn't bring satisfaction hmm. like working hard for something and, and achieving it and yeah. accomplishing yeah. something. It's just these little. It's almost like a drug where like you have a little bit of a fix and then you need a little bit more later yeah. and a little bit more. But Definitely. nothing is ever good enough to satisfy and yeah. actually make you. Um, and indivi- individually, yeah. none of these none of these things aren't bad, right? You know, yeah. you know anyway, I'm not bashing guys, and I'm not speaking negatively about this. Sca- I did escape room. Uh, I thought it was awesome, but it's just like there's that's that's how millennials are spending their money. That's, that's those so are the things that they're seeking out, you know, um, on, on what they're doing with their money and things like that. But it also is just like when it becomes so easy to, oh yeah, you know. Like on a Friday night, if there's, you know, you, you work all week and then on a Friday, there's so many different things you can do to like entertain yourself or whatever. Are you not, when are you, when are you working on that dream of yours? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're well, scrolling through Facebook You also have that. to push away so many immediate right. you pleasures. Can, yeah. You can fool yourself into thinking you don't have any time. Mm-hmm. But there's a great Bruce Lee quote where he talked about like, like the most important thing in life is eliminating all the th- things that are distractions and not so much finding time to do the things you love. Yeah. yeah. It's probably, it's probably 24 hours a day. I mean, oh, minus yeah. the time you sleep and you have to eat, yeah. I guess, or whatever, but definitely, you know, we've talked yeah. about that on other podcasts too. Not so much eliminating things in general, but just like finding time to focus. Definitely. Like it's amazing. Yeah. If you can just focus on one thing, how much you can accomplish in a short amount of time. Yeah. Whereas if you, if you've got, if you're multitasking on so many different things, yeah, yeah. you feel like, oh, I can't get anything done. So ever. I'm going to jump in right there and say my yeah, final yeah. thing because you just set it up. So the thing that I wanted to add, but basically taking dreaming and following your dreams. And then, so of course, what I do is I run a business. Yeah. Over the years, the thing that I've learned the most. So you just said, if you can focus on one thing and then you said about like smaller distraction or something like that. But what I've learned, there was a period of time where like every year, I at the beginning of the year I would list our goals like a list oh, of yeah. goals for the year mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I normally do not so much goals for the year but like are we have a wedding season let's say it runs like nine ten months we always okay. have this like two to three months where we can like reassess and do new things or get get ready for the next season but improve the business so I basically every year like Feb- late January February March I get this like two and a half month span where that's our two months to refocus on the business and make it better for the next year and what we used to do is just come up with like a hundred goals and be yeah, like, if yeah. we look, if we can get all these hundred things done, like look how many different things, look at yeah, all man. the different ways we're going to improve the business. Hmm. But what I learned was after like that year or whatever, like none of those things mattered. What I learned, it was so much better to just pick one goal, huh. huge yeah. goal, one huge game changing goal and focus all energy on that one thing because the reality is it made us feel good to accomplish a hundred yeah, things, yeah. but it really didn't change anything. Huh. It may have, it may have been like surface things, you know, like little things like let's get a new sign in the window. Like, <laughs> is the company any bigger or better? You know what I mean? But we got to, you know, you take that sign hey, that, in the window, multiply it by a hundred, nah. but that's just like a hundred little things. You know, maybe, you know, yeah. small potatoes, but you, if you ignore all that and just let that come naturally, but if you focus on one big thing, now imagine year two, you do one big thing. and year three, you do one big thing, all right? Over 10 years, you've done 10 huge things. You're different. Co- I mean, you're, you're a yeah. completely different company than you were 10 years ago. Does that make sense? Yeah. But if you do you're all these small things, if you do all these small things every year, you could go 10 years, you're still the same company you were That's, 10 years ago. Yeah, very true. Yeah. If you do one, so what I guess what I'm saying, if you set one big goal, like you guys are going on, like different things in your life, but if you set one big goal, yeah. and I would say every year, it compounds just like putting money away for retirement. Do one 
big thing and Definitely. make it big. Even if you can, even if you come up short, maybe you still achieved a lot. But focus on one huge thing because if you can accomplish that, you're you're ahead. So now year two, you're starting at a different place. Make a big goal for that year, yeah. and you you'll find that over several years, you are so much further along than you would have been just stacking up little. Uh, little dreams, little goals, little achievements. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest takeaway in terms of following a dream and business that I can offer here to, to I love that. close it that's out. I'm feeling inspired. Yeah. So I want to post on our, um, well, we on our Facebook page, the, that one big goal. Cause I, I do want to go, go back and revamp my goals for this year. Well, so. But I think, and, and we've said it on the podcast too, as much as I, I really get, uh, enjoyment out of, you know, and we've gotten some feedback too, but like, um, I really enjoy, you know, just trying to help people, you know, take steps to realizing their goal. But I think at the same time, this is a goal of ours. This podcast is a goal of ours. And to, you know, I mean, to have a, a better set, to have better video, to have, uh, you know, different guests that Ben and I have talked about that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and these guests, like we've thrown out some names that, and why not? Why can't you have this person or that person out there? Um, you know, we've thrown out some, some pretty heady names. Why can't you have them on there? Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? You know, we don't want to have a nice sign in the window. We want to we want to have this big guest or that you know different yeah. things and, and make um, make a big goal. And because the thing is, if you're constantly working for, even if you don't achieve it, the the amount of stuff that you will achieve in the process. Oh like, yeah. Like if you say our goal, like we're just going to focus. I don't know. I mean, something huge or whatever. You know, try to make it attainable, obviously, but make it big enough where like if you achieve it, you know you're on a you're on a whole other level if you achieve that goal. But even if you come short you're still going to be a lot different off. And maybe now, maybe maybe it's a more realistic goal year two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you set a ton of small, like if you set a ton of small goals, all you're really doing is you're creating your own hurdles. Mm-hmm. You're actually, without admitting it, you're giving yourself all the reasons why you couldn't get the big goal. Done. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you can, you can by setting your own small goals and focusing on that, you're actually like subconsciously giving yourself, you're you're preoccupying all your time so that you can't, there is, you're saying, well, there is no time to get that big goal done. Look at all these things we got to do. But, and, you, but you're the one that created all those things yeah. you had to do. And Nobody created them and told you you had to do those things. They were all your original ideas because they were small, simple, achievable. They were surface things. And that's why you didn't, because why? Because they were easier to achieve. They were the, you know, the immediate, yeah, you might have to work all year to get that one goal. And it's like three for 364 days, you have nothing to be excited about because you're just working hard as opposed to like, Ooh, feeling good every day, a small goal. So I don't know, there might be different people to say set small goals. So you always feel like you're achieving stuff, but the thing I learned with business, like if you don't, if, if you don't set the big goal and just focus on that, like you, you don't grow your business, you don't move, but boy, if you do that every year, you just... You're, I, you're I agree with you, man. I think that's game. a great. I think that's a great way to set up, set yourself up for success. Fred, I don't have enough days to quote everything that you've no, no, on no, here. No. I, I really, <laughs> I like. You're gonna. Um. I and I know there. There's a time element to this. You know, in terms of like when we record and when we release this. But and yeah. and I'm and I'm gonna violate that right now. But but I will say we're recording this. Um. You're gonna be on tour whenever we release this. But but all I can say, I guess maybe this does fit. Um. And I've told you this before, and it's the same thing. Um. But I can't wait until you get back. I mean, the tour is going to be awesome. 
awesome. You guys are going to have a great time and you're going to crush everyone um, and just have a really, I mean, I'm really excited for you guys. It's like tour. ants under our shoes. Crush yeah, everyone. like crush every, no. <laughs> I'd make that go be like, we're going to be the best band every night. Well, <laughs> that's it. You know? but, but no, like I, I, no, I am, I'm very excited for, for all of you guys and your team um, for the tour. But I know for, for me too, I'm very excited for when you get back. Um, Cause man, like we've talked about different guests, even like the smaller stuff, but guests and, you know, different goals that like, I can't wait to tackle, you know, and, and even hearing Fred, like, I, I mean, I've already had that before, but like hearing Fred, I'm just like, let's, let's go right now. You know, like, let's, you know, Ben, you're not, you know, you're not going on tour and then Josh and Lacey would kill me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I hope they're not listening right now, but that's, but no, I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying, but I, I think I know that I can't wait to do it. And it's, it's the same thing, just, you know, getting those goals, uh, accomplishing them and, and just, just go and do it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just don't let anything hold you back from holding it. Nothing's out of reach. You know, we've said that. We've said that on a bunch of different podcasts. I mean, maybe come up with a bunch of goals, but have the one big one be like, this is the ultimate goal for the year. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, if you achieve it six months in, like at least have some other things ready to right. go sure, sure. For, for the year. We'll get that yeah. new sign ready. Exactly. Dude, is there anything? Well, first of all, let's promote your business website. How can people get a hold of you? Um, for the wet, I mean, it's all, everything goes to finelineweddings.com, F-I-N-E-L-I-N-E weddings.com. Uh, again, we do f- the wedding services, photography, video, DJ, photo booth, all throughout the greater Southwestern Pittsburgh general region. And then we also, of course, at the property, we have a private studio for the uh, uh, ladies looking to do boudoir photos. Uh, um, the, some are brides, some are not. Um, and we also do high school senior portraits. So that's, that's kind of our main portfolio. Yeah. Awesome, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great work. Um, you know, we've had, you know, like since we graduated high school, we've had a, a ton of different classmates. We've had, I know we've had, you know, my wife and I had had personal friends that have done taking your business. It's, it lives up to the reputation as the best in Pittsburgh. I, I don't think I'm. Yeah, congrats, man. Yeah, I, I don't think that, yeah, I mean, even though I've known you since first grade, I, you know, I, I, I don't think that's, you know, like the buy. I mean, there's a bias showing through, but I don't think I don't think it's understated. Is that? Am I saying this right? Word. Thank you. Is that <laughs> is that right? I don't know. Sure. I, yeah. I'm picking up what you're laying you, down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're saying. I appreciate I'm, it. Yeah. Appreciate it's all good, man. Well, thanks for being on, man. <laughs> yeah, this was really you, a pleasure for me to get to meet you and interview you and talk about all the great things you're doing. You've got yeah. a lot, a lot of great things to thank say, man. Thank you to cool. everyone. Thank you, Facebook Live. Thank. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to Fred, everyone who listened, everyone who watched. Yes. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. So we hope we've encouraged you guys to go dream loud. Go make that big goal. Go achieve it this year. (laughs) We're rooting for you. Have a good week. 